Happy holidays, sports fans of the Rio Grande Valley, and thanks for joining us on another episode of the South Texas Border Sports Podcast. I am the host, Ray Silva. Thanks for joining us on this episode. Folks, the holiday season is upon us. This is our last episode of this year, and we will be coming back mid-January with new episodes and new guests. Uh, but today, joining us on our podcast, he is RGV sports writer, Brian Ramos of The Monitor and my RGV News. Brian, thanks for taking time out of the busy schedule. I know you have a lot of sports covering in your plates. How's everything going? Ray, I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. I, I appreciate the invite to come and uh, chop it up and talk some sports here in the Rio Grande Valley. It's uh, Yeah, uh, a lot, lot of sports going on, but we got a little, little bit of a break with the uh, Christmas holidays coming up uh, over the weekend, and then it's right back to it uh, next week. Absolutely. You know, when you talk talk about uh, chopping it up, having a, a lot of sports in this holiday uh, aspect of it right now on, the, on a little bit of a recess, but uh, recently UTRGV, you know, it's been the talk of the town recently with them uh, naming Travis Bush as the head coach. Uh, you know, you were there at the press at the presser present at the press conference uh, as he was being named officially. Oh, uh, what are your just some of your quick thoughts on the hiring of Coach Bush, and you know the things and the things that could come uh, with it for a UTRGV now. Man, so yeah, definitely, it's a definitely exciting times here uh, in the Rio Grande Valley. There's. Uh, definitely uh, a, a buzz that that's now become, I mean, just the reality, right? I mean, in a couple of years, we'll be playing or UTRGV will be playing Division One football here in the Rio Grande Valley and the Rio Grande Valley will have a team to root for. So uh, that, that, that'll that be exciting. So I'm really looking forward to that. And then, of course, as you mentioned, Coach uh, Travis Bush named uh, the first head coach in, in program history. So uh, his plate is full with uh, building this program from the ground up. I'm sure that's going to be a, an entertaining process to watch over the next couple of years as they prepare to start competing officially in 2025. But uh, Coach Bush, I mean, I, I, and this is something that Coach Bailey and I mean, uh, President Guy Bailey and uh, and Chase Conk, uh, Athletic Director and Vice President Chase Conk, uh, talked about uh, when, when talking about uh, Coach Bush. And I mean, he, he checks all the boss the boxes, man. He, he's a guy that has ties to the Rio Grande Valley and has that coaching experience at the division one football level in, you know, he spent a year in the nfl uh turned around two uh high school programs in short times there so th this guy uh, uh coach travis bush i i believe he, he really does check all those boxes and, and as he he has the experience he's, he's been there he's coached under some greats um like, like larry coker at utsa and gary patterson at tcu and uh i i'm really looking forward to seeing uh, th this whole process as, as far as uh, the steps that that'll go from his his being hired uh, earlier this month to now in 2025 in August of 2025 when they kick off that first season they'll sign some recruits and of course build the coaching staff and all that good stuff in between that time so that that that's really uh, what I'm looking forward to most and I think Trav uh, coach Travis Bush is a, a good selection and like I said he, he checks a, a bunch of those boxes with experience ties to the Rio Grande Valley and uh, everything you want to see in, in a, in a head coach that's tasked with building a program from the ground up. So I, I think it, it was, it was a good hire 
uh, definitely for, uh, by, by UTRGV. And uh, now it's uh, he, I, I know he's hit the ground running, so I'm ready to see what these next two years hold. I know you being an, uh, being an alum from UTRGV, UTPA, uh, you know, did you ever envision this now as an as an alum of, of this uh, happening? You know, you've uh, you you've been to multiple UTRGV athletic events, UTPA athletic events. Uh, what's kind of the sensation you get now as an alum uh, speaking from from that point of view? Yeah, no, it, it's really insane. That, yeah. I mean, if if you were to ask, because I I did attend uh, UTRGD back when when it was UTPA uh, Texas Pan American, and before the merger with UT Brownsville, and so you know what I mean. That I guess once that merger happened, I did I I don't know if I really knew knew it at the time. You know what I mean? What what would what would come of that and the growth of the university and adding UTB's whole student population and that whole campus community into the here that what was Texas Pan American and creating that UTRGV, what, what is now UTRGV with Edinburgh and Brownsville campuses and has grown into, I mean, uh, I mean, it, it, it's, it, it's really uh, amazing to see. I, I live just a couple minutes from the university. I, I've seen the growth and uh, I've seen the progress that all the athletic programs have made. I mean, uh, the basketball program to the good things that they, they did, we're doing a couple years ago with, with Coach Lou Hill, who of course uh, rest in peace to Coach Hill, and that turnaround that he had here with this uh, the men's basketball program, and uh, now Coach Figure ha has them uh, playing very well this year, and the women's basketball team doing very well. UTRGV volleyball winning that uh, con regular season conference championship this year, and of course the baseball team has been just uh, doing wonders under Coach Matlock since since he took over that program, and now we got Division One football here. Uh, it, in Edinburgh, Texas, in the Rio Grande Valley, it's exciting, man. I, I, I honestly, I, I, I can't believe it. I mean, uh, when, when all, all these moves happened, and I guess the process kind of started happening, and there were those uh, feasibility, football feasibility studies, and whether that, uh, that would happen, and what, what would go into that whole process, and now here we are, man. It is time has flown by, and uh, I mean, in, in the background, I know UTRGV has been, uh, you know, I'm steady at work, and. It, it, it happened. It was under Christine, uh, uh, who is uh, the former athletic director, and now Chase Cox, who is uh, doing, uh, who's, you know, and taking that torch and run with it. And now uh, we have real uh, Division One football in the Rio Grande Valley, so it, it, it's amazing to see. And uh, I, I, I'm, I'm excited. I, 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 I wish I was still a student, man, and I could go to those games as a student, be sitting with a student body and cheering and tailgating and hanging out and partying before games, but. Now I'm really looking forward to covering this team and uh, seeing what UTRGV football has and the opportunities that it will bring for uh, not just the Rio Grande Valley, but uh, uh, the athletes in all of South Texas. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, I, this is the the southernmost uh, foot, uh, football Division One football team that will be in Texas. I know we got Texas A&M Kingsville, uh, a D2 school, uh, uh, just a couple hours north. But, hey, man, now Division One football is uh, uh, down here at the tip of Texas. So, uh, I, I'm really excited for it. It's just just a, a phenomenal move, and you got to give credit to uh, the the UTRGV athletics department, of course, the the local leaders who who have helped uh, aid them in that process in in bringing Division One football here to the Rio Grande Valley and making it a reality. And in 2025, uh, we're going to be at games, so I'm really looking forward to it. You know, for me, one of the things that 
uh, stands out about the entire process of the feasibility uh, the feasibility study part of it was one of the things like okay like a lot of people uh stood themselves like okay are we doing this are we not doing this uh what what are we uh, looking at uh program wise like for example having to add a lot more a lot more students for example the 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 cheer and spirit squads the marching band that's going to be coming into it and of course you've got the uh the other 65 other athletes uh that are going to be part of this uh, football program and and you say that because you're looking at at least 3 to 400 to potentially up to 500 new students if you include the swimming and diving programs it, when it's all said and done uh to me it's just going to be part of a massive growth that um uh, that we're just privileged enough to see it right here in front of our eyes and and in our backyard per se uh but i will ask you this you know as uh, as an alum uh, did did you ever like th think of this day coming um that it would be like an, an out of reach thing i mean just as an alum as an alum, uh, no, I, I mean, uh, not really. I mean, when when you think of uh, where what was UTPA and now UTRGV, I mean, uh, football was the only thing missing. I feel like you know what I mean, and and now it it it's here, and it's it's uh it's it's unbelievable in in, in my opinion, and uh, I, I'm just uh, it, it's it's been so cool to watch the growth of UTRGV and uh becoming uh that division one school uh that division one football competitor who wants to compete hopes to compete uh in the F at the fbs uh division uh and jump right into the fire uh in, instead of competing at the fcs uh for uh, for a couple of years so I, i'm really ex excited to see uh this utrgv football team man it, it, it's it's something really cool man and and it, people have always joked about uh utpa uh the Bronx being undefeated in football and now UTRGD being undefeated in football. And now it's a, it's a reality, man. I mean, we're in just, just a couple of years or in, in, in 2024, they're, they're going to be next year. They're going to be signing their uh, first uh, recruiting class. So they'll have a, a full coaching staff and all that stuff with uh, the coordinators who will help run this offense and defense and special teams. And then of course the position coaches. And then once they fill that roster, man, uh, from talk, talk, talking to Coach Bush, uh, as we both have so far this year, um, d d since he since he's been named, he definitely he's definitely hadn't shied away from uh, expressing that there will be opportunities for players from the Rio Grande Valley to uh, you know to walk on with that football team and earn spots and uh, potentially earn you know what I mean earn, earn scholarships to play there. He said he wants to keep the best here in the Rio Grande Valley. And, as a former high school football player here in the Rio Grande Valley, it's just, it's just so cool. And I mean, we, we don't even really know how, how just uh, what, what its impact is going to be like, yeah, we're getting ready for it to come uh, for UTRGV football to be here. Uh, in, they'll start competing in 2025 and conduct a practice season in 2024. But now, I mean, as I cover high school football here in the Rio Grande Valley and, and talk to some players and coaches uh, man, they're they're more fired up than ever because I mean we got Division One football here in the Rio Grande Valley. 
the coaches are going to have a great opportunity to, to go and learn and to see what Division One football is, is like. They don't have to go to coaching camps up at uh, UTSA and Texas State and Baylor and TCU and uh, nothing against that, but you, the coaches have to make a long trip from the Rio Grande Valley to go see that. Players here in the Rio Grande Valley have to have to go to you know into those Texas A and M games, to Texas uh, Texas Longhorn games to see Division One football uh, at, uh, played at a high level. And now it's like, hey man, we have this opportunity here in our backyard, and it, it's real. It's as legit as it gets. We got Coach Bush, a guy who has been there and you turned around programs, has coached great offenses, has produced uh, great, great players, and now people here in the Rio Grande Valley will have that opportunity. And uh, Coach Bush said it, man, th this UTRGV team is going to be, uh, when, when I spoke to him, he said it's going to be built off Texas high school football players. And th that's a, a really cool opportunity. And what better place to do it here than here in the Rio Grande Valley that just continues to grow and continues to see, uh, continues to be on the up and up. So I'm excited for the university and, and the entire Rio Grande Valley as a whole. You know, for me, that thankfully, I mean, you know, I, I'm a person that never went to UTVA or UTRGV, but I did go to my uh, fair share of games. Um, you know, I never thought this would have ever been possible. I mean, uh, let alone a feasibility study because I came out of high, sc high school in 2005. And to just see the enormous growth that this has taken that it's added to the effects to all of the other Olympic sports like women's basketball, men's basketball, uh, baseball, men's and women's soccer, tennis, golf. I mean, uh, I I think they're all seeing like the uh, benefit of, of football being added here in the Rio Grande Valley. But moving on to our next topic, oh, the women's basketball team. I mean, you're out there covering the games and whatnot what's what has been the number one thing that has really surprised you about this women's basketball team this year man so uh yeah this you charge your women's basketball they're, they're six and five uh this season and uh when, when you say six and five it's like okay yeah that the uh, six and five that's uh about 500 uh about 500 record but but you losses have come against oklahoma state kansas state Kansas, and then uh, most recently, uh, Bowling Green, who is in the top 50 as far as the RPI goes. So this UTRGV team, man, they're they're uh, not shying away from from teams, and and they're going at them, and it, it's it's really cool to see uh, uh, Coach Lane Lord again in a, another year uh, as far as bringing in his talent and his type of players as far as those uh, first couple of years where you kind of inherit. Uh, you know what I mean? Some players in that roster and everything. So it, it's been really cool to see. We've had some some uh, real impact players come in uh, and, and really have imp uh, just really contrib be contributors right away. And that's been really cool to see. And uh, one of the players that has stood out to me is uh, is freshman forward Charlotte O'Keefe. She's a 6'3 uh, forward. She plays the five. She she's, uh, plays a center spot for uh, this UTRGD team. And uh, she's a freshman, man, but she's she's. Uh, She's skilled. She's tall. She has the size. She's good on defense and offensively. She has really good touch on offense. And uh, what she's been able to do uh, early on and just the way she's been able to impact games on both ends of the floor has been really cool to see. And then, of course, the addition of Ayana Dorsey, uh, Yaya Dorsey, who is uh, UTRG's leading scorer, averaging over 16 points a game uh, this year. She's a transfer from Tarleton. 
uh, and she, man, she's just, she's just, she's a dog out there, man. She's a, uh, she's really good. She's not afraid of, of contacts. There's, there's, she, she can shoot the three and, uh, she can drive in the lane, man. And, and, you know, and put up shots and take contact and everything. And she, she's been a, a really good addition to this UTRGV team that has uh, really impressed me so far. I know, uh, one of the things that coach Lord has talked about is how the defense has been much better than the offense this year. And that defense, uh, ha has been playing really well. So, it's really cool to see uh, Coach Lane Lord and, and this women's basketball team uh, do some really good things this year. Uh, what, what, what have been your thoughts, Ray, on, on this women's basketball team as uh, with another another year under Coach Lord? Uh, for me, my my favorite thing about this this team is just how they play on defense. I mean, they they just don't let you breathe. I mean, if I have an opposing team playing against them. I'm like, oh no, I want to, I, I, I just want to shy away from him from playing, uh, having to play offense against him because de defensively, I mean, it, I, I feel like this season's team has been has been one of the better sound teams defensively, and that's just because I, uh, no disrespect to the other coaches that have been there at UTRGV, but that's one of the more, uh, impressive teams on defense that I've seen, you know, to hold down. Uh, some of those offenses. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm just like in, in shock, you know that that generally we're not seeing uh, uh seventy to eighty points per game, but uh, we're just seeing them like in the low fifties, uh, low sixties, and that's been I, I guess the number one thing that has really caught my attention this year, you know, uh. I mean, you, you know, the, the record says what you are, but if you uh, analyze some of the numbers defensively, I mean, it's been pretty stout, you know. It, it, it's, and, it's, and sometimes because you have so much good defense, your offense can kind of suffer just a little bit, like, it, like it's been this year. Like they're, uh, that one game against Bowling Green at the South Padre Alley Convention Center was a uh, – has been one of those games that really just, you know, you, you, you're within like a, uh, a two possessions away from being neck to neck with the, the best of the mid American conference. And, and that's just like, wow. Like the, this team is going to be giving a lot of teams in the whack, a lot of problems. And that's, the season where I'm just looking forward to with the women's basketball team. Yeah, the the and one what you you touched on it, Rand, just to kind of keep keep it there. That defense has been so impressive, and uh, I mean, now that you think about it, n none of UTRGV's starting five were starters last year. Uh, four of them are are new to the program, and Haley Jones, I believe, came off the bench for the majority uh, of last season. She's now been inserted into that starting lineup, and uh, UTRGV has been playing with the starting lineup of, with uh, Charlotte O'Keefe at the five, Deborah Oyemi at the at the four, Haley Jones at the three, uh, Mel Kailahi at the two, and uh, Ayana Yaya Dorsey at the one. So four of those five, five players weren't weren't even playing for UTRGV last year. Haley Jones was uh, definitely had a, a really key role on that team last year for UTRGV, being one of the, the first players off the bench uh, to come in and definitely play big minutes all throughout the year. Um, but it that's been that's been really impressive uh, for for any team. I mean, you know what I mean to bring in a whole.
almost a whole new starting unit and the the people that have that have gone to the bench they've they've uh accepted the role and, and they've, they've played uh and stepped up in, in in their position when their numbers have been called but the chemistry that this that this team has shown in, in a short time has has been really impressive uh you know what i mean uh to have that amount of start of New, new blood in, into this team and onto this roster and to be playing the way that they are so far this year has been really cool. And then yeah. as we, you, we both touched about and coach Lord has uh, uh, talked about uh, after games this year is that defense, man. And the defense, I think it's, 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 it starts as far as the, at the guard position, uh, the, the front court, uh, the, the backcourt players uh, with Haley Jones, man, she's a dog and she, she just, she, she's, she's just a problem out there. She, she's a, uh, She's always going after balls, just uh, uh, going after 50-50 balls and creating problems and getting in passing lanes and pest, uh, p- pestering the, uh, the ball handlers. And it, it's her play, I guess, really has uh, just been impressive to me because she kind of sets the tone. A few years ago, Ray, you'll remember it was Megan Johnson uh, doing that for Coach Lane Lord. And now Haley Jones has stepped into that role where, yeah, she she'll hit a, she'll hit uh, some big shots for you uh, when, when given the opportunity. She's had some big games this year uh, offensively, but what really gets that uh, gets gets her going is playing defense and making plays and coming up coming up with steals, uh, get, getting some uh, offensive rebounds, some defensive rebounds, and uh, coming up with some blocks. So Haley Jones has just been uh, really cool, and I, I think the, the the whole team has kind of you know what I mean taking taking that identity. Uh, of of Haley Jones just being a dog out there, and then Charlotte Charlotte O'Keefe, as you mentioned, comes in there. And when you have her presence uh, down there, uh, you know what I mean, bothering shots. That that's uh, that's that definitely has an effect on shooters. And then Deborah Ogayemi and Zariah Sango and uh, Buju Soisal have all uh, all give UTRGV some really good size and, and post presence, which is something that I don't think they've had really in in. in uh, in recent years, I know they've had some some good players, a few undersized players who were uh, tasked with playing the five. But now UTRGV has two fives back there to hold down the pain. And man, I think we're we're really seeing the the, the effect and the impact that those uh, that those uh, front court players are having on the game. Absolutely, and 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 yes, you are so correct about Megan Johnson, the the Australian forward who who played uh, some under uh, Larry Tidwell and then uh, became a a key player for uh for Lane Lord uh but you, you know just just sticking uh I, I guess my last point uh to this you know with this team I mean it, you know now we're just really going to see what uh what this non-conference did to this team in order to really see the full effect in conference play because now your record doesn't count now you get to use another formula to uh, demonstrate like, hey, because of your non-conference, now you get to play the rest of your conference to see how e- each of those teams are pretty much going to uh, cannibalize each other uh, and try to put yourselves in the top eight or six and preferably a top four where you're hopefully hosting a, a game and you know, just having to play later on in the WAC conference tournament. Yeah, well, WAC. They, I know the UTRG women's team. They just wrapped up the South Padre Island Classic, and now they'll have a little bit of break, and then they're back in action December 29th against New Mexico State. 
on a Thursday and then Seattle U uh, on, on that Saturday. So, you, Ray, you know how good New Mexico State has been through the years, uh, and they've always been a, a thorn in UTRGB's side uh, when it comes to especially the men's and women's basketball and, I mean, even baseball as well. So, um, yeah, UTRGB gets to test themselves right away with with a, a solid New Mexico State program. And then Seattle U's had, had struggled a bit this year. So uh, the UTRGB will have, have a good chance to uh, – to, show what show what they've built uh over these first few months and i know uh they've been working they've been together since june uh in preparation for this and now here it is whack whack time has arrived waction is here and uh I, yeah I'm, I'm excited to see uh what, what they look like man ut arlington uh now in the mix um utah tech uh in, in the wax so this this conference will be interesting to see uh what it looks like at the midway point through conference play and again at the end, uh, because like you said, uh, this UTRGB team has shown that they can play with some good teams. They, they're, they're battle tested. And I, I don't think they'll, they'll shy away from anybody uh, from many of these teams. So um, it, it'll be interesting to see how UTRGB can compete. And uh, of course uh, we, we know that uh, the, how, how the WAC, the WAC has changed uh, the, 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 the WAC tournament uh, qualifiers. So I, I, I'm excited to see uh, if UTRGV can, can be one of those teams when it's all said and done. Uh, I think they have all the pieces uh, to be there uh, at, at the end, and it'll it'll just be interesting to see. Uh, of course, you need a little uh, in, injury luck on your side and, and a few lucky bounces here and there uh, as conference play moves on. But I think UTRGV has all the, all the pieces uh, needed uh, to put together a good run and uh, ha- have a good showing in, in WAC play and again in, in the conference tournament uh, when, when it's all said and done. Absolutely. And, you, you know, one of my favorite things uh, during this time of year is how er- everything takes uh, of a little break to uh, spend time with families and loved ones. But for you, uh, what are your uh, some of your favorite holiday traditions that you uh, like to do uh, during the holiday break when you're not covering sports. Oh man! So usually during uh, during the break around this time, and uh, it actually came a little early early this year. But uh, usually the Texas High School Football State Championships uh, are, are right around Christmas time, and that's always a, a a good watch on TV just to you know I and mean, see all all the best teams in Texas uh, meet up at Jerry World there at AT and T Stadium and and play against each other. And then, and, uh, man, just uh, watching the Cowboys play. Uh, then we got, uh, as always, Christmas Eve. Uh, I, I don't know how you do it, but the Malas are 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 play a big role in in my Christmas celebration here uh, in, in my in my family. So I'm really looking forward to uh, that Christmas Eve, which is actually uh, yeah, just just a day away. So I'm really excited for that. Uh, and and then of course, uh, opening up those gifts. And uh, one of the things that growing up that we always used to have is. Uh, uh, one of our, uh, one of my uncles or or somebody used to dress as Santa Claus and come surprise all the all the kids, uh, dressed it up as Santa Claus. And uh, when, when you're young, you have no idea who's Santa Claus and who's not. So everybody just not knowing that Santa Claus is here when it's really uh, one of one of our uncles, one of our deals, uh, just dressed in a Santa Claus costume. So and now that's moved on to the younger generation of of kids here. Uh, in, in my family, so it, it's been really cool to see, and, and it's just Christmas time, and you you can't beat it. Um, you know what I mean? There's a, a, a and th- this year's Christmas just so happens to fall on Saturday and Sunday, so 
Those, those are my favorite days, man. NFL, I love it. Uh, give me all the football I can handle on Christmas Eve and and Christmas Day this year. Uh, of course, Christmas Day is the day that the NBA uh, likes to play, put some big matchups together. And uh, so I, I, I'm just uh, attached to the chair, uh, attached to the couch, watching some sports as a fan. Because usually when I'm watching sports, it's in a working capacity as a as a sports reporter, as a sports writer. Uh, writing about the games and you know what I mean analyzing stuff and keeping track of things and not really being able to to take a seat back and relax and watch these games as a, as a fan but now that uh th- this year's Christmas specifically falls on a Saturday and Sunday uh, I- I'm excited to just sit back and uh, just watch some NFL hopefully the Cowboys can pick up a win we play the the Philadelphia Eagles this week so that's always uh some some added fuel to the fire <laughs> You know, for me, as growing up as a kid, we would all gather at my grandpa's house and we would all, you know, exchange our gifts and whatnot. But one of my favorite traditions, uh, I had a family member who would uh, go out and get the lottery scratch house for the entire family. And uh, each of us would get our fair share. And one time my grandfather, he would have like, the strangest luck with all these uh, scratch-offs. Uh, uh, there was this one year where he ended up winning about two hundred dollars, <laughs> and then one, and then the day after for us and and my family, we decided to go south of the border back when it was like doable, unlike now, for unspecified reasons. Um, <laughs> Uh, one time we decided to to make a stop at a uh, we decided to pump gas. We got ourselves a, a scratch off, and uh, Lord and behold, we were only going with twenty five dollars, twenty for gas, five for scratch offs, and we end up hitting three hundred dollars that day. Wow! So yeah, uh, talk about having a a good a Merry Christmas the day after. <laughs> Heck yeah. Uh, and I, I, I guess for me, like now being a grown up and did so some of those uh, traditions have been lost. But of course, the tamales uh, are always a tradition here at the household. Um, and for me, I guess the NBA Christmas thing, uh, the NBA Christmas matchups are are my favorite thing to do, uh, especially if, if you're a Dallas Mavericks fan like I am is tw- twice in two years that we get to see me Christmas. Yes, Utah Jazz, you were good back then, but you're not as good now. So, I guess the Mavericks uh, do have a little a little Christmas Day revenge on whoever's on the schedule this year. Um, that's probably about the only Dallas thing I'll root for, aside from the Stars. <laughs> uh, sorry, Cowboy fans. Uh, uh, Gardner Minshew and the power of the mustache might do some damage to you guys. Uh but anyhow, but the, yeah, that is uh, some of my uh, favorite uh, Christmas uh, traditions here. Yeah, it, it, it's fun times, man. And this 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 December has been really fun. I mean, UTRGB announcing the head coach, and of course, uh, in November uh, is when the the football program was officially approved by the board of regents and all that stuff. Uh, so yeah, man, this this year's holidays have been have been really exciting. It's been fun. In, in addition to the the men's and women's UTRGV basketball that, that you and I have been covering, Ray, 
um, now we got UTRGV football in the mix. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And it's, uh, yeah, exciting times here uh, in the Rio Grande Valley. And, of course, uh, the holidays are, are always a fun one. And, and, you know, I was brought up by uh, the co-host of the Down in the Valley that this is the uh, second year of RGV FC's uh, independence from the Houston Dynamo. So, yeah, the holiday season here in the Rio Grande Valley has been uh, quite uh, no, quite a good one for us in the last uh, two, three years now, now that the Toros are independent, not having to rely on Houston for anything, uh, UTRGV. Uh, announcing the plans uh, for its football program and all the announcements that they've named so far. I mean, overall, it's a, it's a great time here in the Rio Grande Valley, especially in the uh, winter season now. Yeah, yeah, we got got a little bit of a, a cold weather here, but hey, I mean, uh, 95% of our year is spent uh, above 80 and 90 degrees. So uh, what's a, a couple of days of some cold weather? At, at least... Uh, uh, Fingers crossed for everybody down here that uh, electricity stays on the up and up, and nobody's going through some some really tough times like we like we did a couple of years ago. But, uh, yeah, uh, Ray, it, it, it's been fun, man. Thank you for uh, having me on to chop it up about the about the holidays and about the basketball and how they're looking this year. I'm uh, really excited, and I really appreciate you having me on. Absolutely, many thanks to Brian Ramos and folks. If you want to catch this episode, we're available now on Alexa, on Alexa through Amazon, iHeartRadio, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, and of course on Spotify. And this has been another episode of the South Texas Border Sports Podcast. Hello, sports fans. Thanks for listening to another episode of the South Texas Border Sports Podcast. This is your host, Ray Silva. Be tuned next week for another great episode as we drop podcasts every Monday here on anchor.fm forward slash STBS. Don't forget, our podcast can also be found via Google Podcast, Apple iTunes, and Spotify. Thanks for listening. <laughs>